2: We've got to get to a point in our lives where there are just some things we won't do. We talk about revival. We we talk about the need for the church to awaken. I, I really believe that this will happen when, as Christ followers, we understand that we must stop tolerating the things that God says is intolerable.
1: Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis.
2: It's easy to say God is good and that I love Him and that great is His faithfulness when He gives me what I want. But what if I don't have that partner? What if I don't have that job? What if I don't get the education? What if, what if, what if things don't work out? Hey, make no mistake. They were confident in God's power. Our God is able and he will. You should be confident in God's power. That's why I love verses like Ephesians three twenty. It says now to him who's able to do far more abundantly in all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. That verse tells me if I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God has indwelt me and he's already given me the ability to do everything I need to do for his glory. That's why verses like what Paul says in Philippians chapter four are so meaningful. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We acknowledge his power and they acknowledge his power, but they were also confident that they needed to yield to his providence. What does it mean to be yielded to his providence? you understand the providence of God. The providence of God is recognizing that the hand of God is over the arc of history. So it's why the writer of Proverbs would say, we make our plans, but God's determining our steps. So there's this element of free will in my life where I can really screw things up. But the bottom line is, God is never off of his throne. He's never caught off guard. He's never surprised by the things that surprise us in life. It's the providence of God that calls him to say, but if not, my God is able. He can deliver me. But guess what? Even if he doesn't. It's the providence of God that would call Jesus to pray in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will. And that's how we have to live our lives. We must acknowledge God's power while also embracing his providence. And that leads me to the second truth. So if the first truth was they did not fall down. But the second, the second truth is they did not freak out. They didn't freak out. Here they were before the king. He was threatening to throw them into the fiery furnace. They didn't freak out. They trusted their God. They didn't bend. They didn't give up. Boy, it's got to grieve the heart of God to see those who profess to follow Christ. Freaking out at every new breaking news story. Freaking out because of a virus, freaking out because of unrest, freaking out because of a political election. Give me a break. Stop freaking out. How, how do you think we're going to point to a world that does not know our God and say that he makes a difference when it looks like our knees knock every time we face something we don't understand? Remember those things that are unknown to us are well known to God. He's not caught off guard. He doesn't have aha moments. He's not surprised by the circumstances. No, they didn't freak out. I think one of the things is they understood there's some worse things than dying. And maybe you need to hear that today. There's something worse than dying. This was made real to me over the last year as I watched my dad slowly pass away in a nursing home Where in his last months, no one could be with him. This is made real to me as I look at 90 year olds, like we're in our last service, attend worship, who would look at me and say, Pastor, I know I'm considered vulnerable, but let me just tell you, there are worse things than dying. I need my church family. You know what's worse than dying? Not ever having lived going through life in fear, going through life, freaking out around every turn. They understood, no, there are worse things than dying. Notice what happened next. Verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury. The expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Every parent can understand this, right? Right? I mean, he was ticked. That's what the Hebrews say. He was ticked off. So much so that his face was like, what? What you talking about, Willis? No, 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 no. You guys are going to talk to me that way? His expression was changed. He was filled with fury and he ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was already heated. Now, just think, just think about this for a second. It was already called what? a fiery furnace and he just says make it more fiery someone has said that fury leads to folly and i think that's true raise your hand if you've ever been angry and as a result you did something stupid i have a friend that has some property and (laughs) this week he got a call from someone that was using the property and they said i'm so sorry i got mad and I punched a hole in your wall <laughs> and he's like what that's stupid what good did that do you hurt your hand and messed up my wall and now you owe me money fury leads to folly in fact it wasn't smart right because if he was really mad and wanted to punish them more what should he have done turn the temperature down make them suffer longer nope nope nope, nope. that's not what he did all right And so he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their outer garments. It's like, hey, anything you can find that belongs to them, put it on them because I don't want any memory of them. And they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you understand what just took place? The king's guys who were putting Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the fire they became crispy critters they lost their lives right there i mean they were burnt not their eyebrows were singed they died right then and there that's how hot it was and these three men Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego fell bound into the burning fiery furnace The end. No, (laughs) that's not the end. Verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered and said to the king, true, O king. And he answered and said, but uh, hold on a second. But um, hold on, hold on. But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire. They're not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. They didn't fall down. They did not fall down. They didn't freak out. They didn't freak out. But listen to this. They didn't lose faith see you're going to have times where you find yourself in the furnace and it's in that moment that we really see what you believe (laughs) anybody can sing how great is our god when everything's going great anybody can praise god when your bank account is full when your job is fulfilling Anyone can be obedient to the command of scriptures when you're living in the overflow, but it's in the hard moments that you've got to decide. Will I be faithful even when it doesn't make sense? Or will I lose faith? They didn't burn and they didn't give out. It's a powerful story, but the power is seen in the mystery of this story. Do you know what the mystery is? Did you hear it? Did you see it in Nebuchadnezzar's eyes? There's another in the fire. It's not just the three guys. And he looks like he's a son of the gods. You know, Nebuchadnezzar was right. Because as theologians, we believe that this was the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Hanging out with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Don't be surprised. Some of you are like, what? Jesus hasn't been born yet. Let me just remind you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They've always been here. The Bible tells us in the New Testament that Jesus was a part of creation. All things were created for him, by him, and through him. Jesus didn't show up in Matthew as a baby, bundled up. So the pre-incarnate Jesus. Now, what does that tell me? Well... It tells me what happens when Jesus shows up. When Jesus is present, there's always fellowship. That means if Emmanuel, God with us, is with me, I'm never alone. That means whatever I'm facing, he's there. That means however lonely I get, he's with me. That means when I don't understand He still knows and he's right there comforting me. There's fellowship with Jesus. That's why I get so frustrated. And really I have all my life, even as a young man, before I knew I was going into ministry, I'd get frustrated when I'd hear people talk about a church and say, I'm not going to that church anymore. God's not there. I'm just thinking that doesn't make sense because when I became a follower of Jesus Christ, he came into me. So when I go to a church, I don't care who else is there. God's there because I brought him with me. Even in the fire, there's fellowship. He'll not leave you. He will not forsake you. When Jesus is present, there's always fellowship, but I, I don't want you to miss this. When Jesus is present, there's always freedom. There's freedom in Christ. So Nebuchadnezzar, he's like, all right, this is not making sense. My guys, they just went to the door and now they're burnt to a crisp. These guys, they're walking around inside. And they don't even, everything looks normal, except they're not tied up anymore. Can I just tell you, sometimes we have to walk through the fires so that they can burn off the cords that are holding us back. Sometimes those difficult moments, those challenges, those burdens, those things we don't understand, God's using that just to free us up to walk with him. So how does this end? Well, first, I've got to ask a question. Why didn't God just deliver them from the fire? That's what I would have wanted. But he didn't. And and I read through scripture. He often does it. Job would say, though you slay me, I will praise you. In Acts chapter 12, we see this great story about God breaking Peter out of prison. Hallelujah. But in the same chapter, James is martyred because of his faith. Sometimes God doesn't deliver us from the fire. Sometimes he delivers us in the fire. And sometimes it's not even about us. Those Hebrew boys, they were God-fearing. They had made right choices. They could have gone home. Everything would have been okay. But I don't think this story is about their preservation. I think it's about someone else. Sometime our pain is not just about us. And somebody needs to hear that today because you're walking through a fiery trial and you're thinking, God, do you hate me? I mean, please leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And sometimes it's not about you, even in the fire. Look at verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. So he's going to the place where his men were burned up. And he says, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So they came out of the fire. Everybody gathered around them. It says the hair on their hairs, heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. No smell of fire had come. Do you realize what a big deal this was? If I hang out with somebody that's just come from a house where someone was smoking, or they just got out of a car where another person was smoking, they smell like smoke. These guys were in a fiery furnace. It says their eyebrows were still intact. The hairs on their arms were not singed. Their clothes did not have any dark spots on it. They didn't smell like smoke. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Yeah. Yeah, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who sent his angels and delivered his servants. Who trusted in him. And set aside the king's command. Who yielded their bodies rather than serve. And worship any God. Except their God. In Daniel chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar hears Daniel's revelation about his dream and it says he, found, he bows down before Daniel and he acknowledges God. But many theologians believe that this is actually a profession of his faith. It's something that some of you have never done. That point in your life where you recognize there is a God and I'm not him. That, that's what happened with Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, uh, there's somebody more powerful than me. There's somebody that can do that, which I cannot do. And at the core, becoming a Christian, being a Christ follower, is when you resign as the God of your life, where you recognize, I've tried it my way, and i failed. But some of you, you've done that, and now you're walking through the fire. What you need to know is that your faithfulness in the fire will always point people to Jesus, I just look at our society right now and I think, man, God, please don't let me squander the opportunity of 2020. God, help me be faithful in the death of my dad. Help me be faithful with this crazy virus. Help me be faithful when I pastor a church with 67 nations and black and white don't seem like they can get along. Help me be faithful in the midst of this political. Help people see in me that you internally and the change you've made in me is so much bigger than anything externally and the pressures i experience when i live that way when you live that way you point others to jesus so let me help you take it home don't fall down stop it some of you need to confront the idol's For some of you, family has become an idol. You've prioritized sports or the things you do for your children over the things of God. Or how you care for them, what you give. For some of you, your job. For some of you, it is your possessions. For some of you, your race has become an idol. These cultural conflicts have made you so uptight that you're more concerned expressing what it means to be white or expressing what it means to be black than you are to express your faith in Jesus Christ. For some of you, politics has become an idol and you're more concerned about what happens on Tuesday than what happens in eternity. And if that's you, if, if the Holy Spirit of God is working in this moment, then confront that and forsake it. But don't fall down anymore. Secondly, don't freak out. Oh, Church, stop it. You're hurting our witness. Stop freaking out. I'm not going to say any more there or I may sin. Number three: don't lose faith. Maybe we need to do some math help me out. How many people went into the fire? Thank you to the one person who helped me out. Let's try that again. How many people went into the fire? How many people were in the fire? How many people came out of the fire? You know what that means? He's still in the fire. Church, did you hear that? The son of God, the creator of all that is, the one who's worthy of your worship. He's in the fire. You're not going to go through a fire that he's not in. You're not going to face something that he can't handle. You're not going to encounter a trial or a tragedy that he can't give you triumph over. So relax in the worship and the wonder of who he is. You know our problem? I think our problem can be seen in something that you didn't read in Daniel chapter three. Look, look through the chapter real quick if you've got your Bible open and tell me the verse where it says that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego asked God to deliver them from the furnace. Let me give you a hint. You're not gonna find it, so let's just save time. They did it. And yet think about our prayer. Oh, God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me that. Sometimes, sometimes we need to stop seeking the hand of God and just start seeking the face of God. And when you seek the face of God, it will increase your faith. The story is told of John Christendom who was one of the greatest Greek church fathers. He lived from AD 347 to 407. And as a very young Christian, he was brought before the emperor and threatened because of his faith in Christ. The emperor said to him, if you don't give up your faith in Christ, you'll be banished from the country. And Christian said, you you cannot, for the whole world is my father's land. You can't banish me. And then the emperor said, then I'll take away your property. And he said, you cannot. You cannot because my treasures are in heaven. And the emperor said, then I'll take you to a place where there's no friend to speak to you. (laughs) He said, yeah, that's not gonna work because I've got a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I shall have Jesus Christ forever. The emperor finally, finally threatened, then I'll take away your life. And the answer was, you cannot, for my life is hid with God and Christ. In other words, he understood what Paul would say in Philippians chapter 1. For me, chained to a Roman guard, for me to live is Christ. But to die, that's just more Christ. So the emperor said, what do you do with a man like that? (laughs) You're going to keep reading in Daniel and you know what we're going to find? Nebuchadnezzar just said, what do you do with guys like these? What if we lived our life in such a way that our attitudes, our actions, our experiences in and out of the fires of life pointed other people to Jesus and caused him to say, man, what do you do with people like this?
1: You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis, an outreach of Mission Hill Church. If you're looking for answers to difficult questions or searching for a church home, you're invited to any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. Details and directions at missionhill.org. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement but it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us next Sunday at noon for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910.